Being fearless doesn't mean you have no fears. It means you're strong enough to face them. And when you are in a pursuit to transform your mind and body, to achieve something you have not reached before, there is fear. But facing those fears and getting out of your comfort zone brings on a whole new level of confidence. So welcome to the Fearless with Heather Martin podcast. I'm your host, Heather, and let's dive in. Hello, happy Tuesday. Welcome back to the Fearless with Heather Martin podcast. A little, yeah, I know I can always give you guys a little personal update um, before we dive in today. So today we are going to be talking about, and I know, dun, 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 wait, Heather, you're a macro coach. Um, But we're going to be talking about how do you shed fat without tracking macros. Uh, So especially if you're like first kind of starting out, um, we'll go through some of those tips and, and what And what I, I mean, I still, these tips that we're going to talk about, these are still principles that I put into my everyday life um, when I'm just like living a very balanced lifestyle. So I'm not always tracking food and I don't expect everyone to be tracking their food forever, right? Like the goal for tracking your food is just to understand food. How does food work for you? How does like food add up? Are you eating enough? Are you getting enough like vitamins and minerals? And when we track it, we can just like really see that data. Um, but you don't have to like necessarily track your food in the beginning. Um, I've gone through just two personal different journeys, so we'll, we'll go into that. But on the personal side of things today, um, the kids went off to school, which was, it's exciting, but I'm a little sad cause I love spent like, I get to have that, you know, like time with them during the summertime, but I also have that, like a little bit of that mom guilt too. And that can be a whole podcast on its own. Um, because I do work from home. And so it's kind of like, okay, what's that healthy balance where, yeah, like it, I want to spend time with the kids, but I also have to provide for my family too. So that what that healthy balance is. So it's it's good because I know like the kids love school. Like Wyatt is, oh my gosh, he's like, he's such a little social butterfly. And I know that he missed all his friends. Um, and he was in Boys and Girls Club and we try to, you know, see his friends obviously in the summertime. But he is just like so stoked to be at school because he's all about Harry Potter this year and which is exciting because I love um, I actually read like one through three and he's on three right now. So we'll, we'll get to read, you know, I have them actually right in front of me, but four and five, five looks like it's going to take a while. <laughs> Let me see. I think it's like, oh my gosh, it's like almost 900 pages. Okay. Um, yeah, that's going to take us a while, but he, his teacher said that they're going to read one and two in his class. So he's like, oh my gosh, this is my favorite teacher because she loves Harry Potter. He even has a little Harry Potter backpack. And then uh, today, Sadie went off to kindergarten. And so that it was, oh, I was like, oh my gosh, you guys are both at the same school now. Um, but yeah, she didn't even like look back at me and Anthony. She was like, okay, bye, which was good. I was like glad that she was excited for school, but I was kind of like, oh, like, you don't miss me. <laughs> I don't know if your kids were like that too, but all right. So that was kind of just today. We we started the school season and it's also weird too, because in I grew up in Michigan. And so in Michigan, you don't start school until after Labor Day. So like for me, this is, you know, August timeframe still. And I'm like, shouldn't we still be on summer break? But yeah, they go back to, they go back to school a little bit earlier here in Colorado, but Um, All right. So today, let's get into it. How do we, you know, 
shed body fat? How do we like see some goals without always tracking macros? And I just want to preference again, because I am a macros coach. (laughs) Um, I do believe it is beneficial to track your macros, especially if you're like very, very, very goal oriented. However, I understand that it's not for everyone. Um, And so in coaching and food in general um, goes way beyond just tracking macros. But like, what are your everyday habits? Like we inside Furiously Fit, we are not just like a strict macro tracking program. We are looking at your behaviors, how you talk to yourself, Um, what's your mindset? We look at your overall metabolism. We're really focusing on your metabolism and are you really efficient with it? Are you at a period of like, maybe you come from like a yo-yo dieter and your metabolism has slowed down um, and we don't have solid patterns in place or we need to change up some of how your training is. How do we balance some, um, if you have some hormonal imbalances? So how do we make your metabolism like the most efficient it can be? And yes, we can also reach like next level results by by macro tracking. Um, but it doesn't necessarily mean that every single person like has to start out with macro tracking. And I myself, I'll give you a little personal background. So when I first had my son, so he's going to be eight in December, but when I had or nine, um, so it gives you a little time frame here. <laughs> um, but when I first had my son, I didn't track macros. But I did incorporate like all these things that I'm going to be talking about. And so, but I was like way, but I want to, I was a lot stricter like with my eating habits and patterns. And then after I had my daughter, I went to tracking macros and this like really did like help me with like next level results. And then I like also understood how to use my body and my metabolism to be very, very efficient with building muscle. And like, I know that with tracking, I was able to, you know, you can just see the data like super clearly. You can see like, am I eating enough protein? Am I eating enough to support my body? Um, It's not macro tracking is not just, it's not like a fad diet. It's not like a diet. It's just, you can macro track for all you're doing is just seeing where your calories that you're taking in and where are the macronutrients coming from? But you can also see, are is my diet that I have, is it like super deficient in um, certain minerals, certain vitamins? Uh, so it just really allows you, again, to see what the data is. And then you can just easily make changes um, when you want to get like more dialed in. But if you are just starting out in your journey, then I'll we'll go through today like where I would start someone at. Um, who just might not be ready to to do macro tracking or want to track or maybe they have um, and you can also look at like someone who if they're obsessive with tracking too like maybe we pull back on tracking like we don't and so there's so many different things that you have to look at on someone's like personal journey but let's go ahead and just dive right into it so we're gonna go through I think there's about five that we're gonna go through today and what I would start doing if you are wanting to see, you know, weight loss, fat loss, and what I would start doing from um, a nutrition fitness standpoint. So the first thing is cook more at home. And the reason we say this is because restaurant meals usually have larger portions and they can just, they contain more fats and they contain more like cooking oils and butter and 
when you, you know, have tracked, you kind of realize like, oh, that, you know, tablespoon of oil is like 100 plus calories or like butter and not like those things are bad. Um, You just know how things add up and how things add up quickly. And usually at restaurants, again, the portions are just larger. And and another like little tip here too is if you are eating out at the restaurants a lot, like your listening to your hunger signals, like usually you, if like your um, fullness signal takes a little bit longer. So you can like have half it and like bring half back and then like kind of wait and see if you're still hungry as well. Cause just the portions are so big. So most of the time I like, I'll take like half of it home and like have it as like lunch or something the next day. But again, usually they just contain higher calorie amounts than like if you were going to make something at home. So just keep that in mind. And if you are someone who is tracking and you have food out, um, I always just kind of like add a little bit extra calories because I know that there's just more, again, like oils and butters and things that are just going to make it more, have more calories on the higher end than if, if I was making it at home. Um, and then when you also cook at home, you just have more control of the ingredients and it just usually leads you to reducing your overall amount of calories without even having to track it. So if you're someone who eats out a lot, um, this can be something where maybe you don't necessarily be like, oh my gosh, I have to 100% eat at home. But, um, you know, kind of look at how many meals do you have eating out and then just try to just reduce that a little bit. Um, Maybe you are doing a little bit of a meal prep and instead of going out for lunch, um, during like your work break, like you're bringing your, your meals with you. So that was something that I really incorporated because I used to eat out a lot and I like didn't eat out, uh, or I didn't have like solid meals. Like I kind of like skipped breakfast, lunch was, I always had lunch out, um, when I worked my nine to five and then like dinner was usually like out with friends too. So And then when I had, um, after I had my son, it was, I cooked everything at home. Like we barely went out. And so that just allowed me to like also control, um, what my food intake was as well. And then the next thing you can do is have protein at every meal. So protein is the most satiating macronutrient. So even if you're not tracking, when you are building your meals, have protein be your first thought. And when you build your meal, like build it around your protein source. And this was something that was very a new concept for me. I never like thought about how I built my meals or just like, I don't know, building what I wanted. But I was like, now I think about it as like, where's my protein source coming from? Okay, do I have like some vegetables, some fruit, like where's um, like a carb source or include some healthy fats? I also have a meal building guide that kind of goes through all the the list. So if you ever want it, um, feel free just to send me a message in like I'm on Facebook in the Facebook group or over on Instagram and I'll go ahead and send that over to you. But um, focusing on increasing your protein is going to help you stay full longer. So this is also going to aid in muscle growth and retention. So the more muscle you have, the more metabolically active which is really going to be helpful with fat loss. So even if you're not tracking, when you're looking at your meals, try to make sure that you have protein with every one of them and then try to build your plates around your protein source. Um, The next thing that you can also like look into is how to increase your overall steps. So working out is great, 
but you actually burn more calories through your NEAT. So your NEAT is your non-exercise activity thermogenesis. So this is your overall movement throughout the day, which can be around, it's like around 15% of your overall calories instead of just like three to 5% of your workout. So how much someone moves throughout the day plays a really big impact on their weight loss goal. So be really, really intentional with your movement. This can be maybe you're tracking, like you have your watch on and you can just kind of see like, oh man, like what, what is my average step count? Like if you are having 5,000 or less, um, that is considered sedentary. So try to just increase that by like a thousand. You kind of just start there. You don't have to go from like five to 12,000 or something like overnight. Um, but you do want to try to aim for like that seven to 10,000, um, steps for your overall movement. Because again, that's just going to place so much of how you burn your calories throughout the day. And so that is even more like someone can be like, oh my gosh, I work out a lot. But say you sit all day long, like you're in your car, you're driving to work, you have a desk job, you, you come back home, you drive home, maybe, you know, you have getting dinner ready and then you like sit down again, right? Or, or you got your like 30 minute workout in. That's still like, and then you have another person who doesn't necessarily work out, but they're like moving like all throughout the day. And you're like, man, like I don't understand like that person, like I work out all the time. And that person doesn't even work out. But like you have to look at like what they what other things they're doing. So are they someone who is really active? And if your current like situation or job, you know, you have to commute a lot and you have to sit a lot for like your commute and maybe you you do have a desk job, like just you might have to be more intentional with that movement. So what does your weekends look like? Like you know, do you have active weekends? If you don't, like maybe try to include more activity in your weekends. If your weekdays do have to be more sitting. I know I personally, like I am sitting a lot. So I have to be really, really intentional with my other activities that I'm doing. Um, And a lot of people too, it's awesome now. Like I feel like it's like the, so many people have them, but is the walking desk or walking treadmill not walking desk, but walking treadmill um, that is underneath. So someone who has to work a lot at their desk, you can get a stand-up desk, um, make sure you're getting your steps in that way. Because then it's like, especially someone who is really, really, you know, maybe you have like a very demanding job and you you do have to be at your computer a lot. And then it's not like, oh my gosh, I have to like make sure I get my morning walk-in and my nightly walk-in. Like you can just be super efficient <laughs> and have your walking desk and just kind of, you know, um, get, I guess what's this phrase till whatever. (laughs) Um, but you can just be as efficient as possible. I'm all about efficiency over here. All right. So the next one is going to be focus on whole foods. This is something that I really started doing. I wasn't necessarily tracking again right away, but I just changed a lot of my habits. So We didn't go out to eat as much. We cooked a lot at home and we ate like we were in this. um, We like barely ate any processed food. I don't I don't really do that as much now that I have like two children. Um, And but like at the time I didn't have processed food. It was like all I would say it was like a hundred ninety nine to one hundred percent whole food. Um, Now I have a little I have a little bit more like flexibility in my diet. So I would say it's like 80% whole foods right now. But 
look at like where your food sources come from. You know, where do you shop on the aisles? So a lot of, you know, you can make sure like when we say, you know, make sure you're shopping on the perimeter. So start there because all the whole foods are going to be on like the outside of the grocery store. So you walk in, you know, there's usually like your fruits and your vegetables and you walk around and then there's protein. And sure, you might have to grab like some kind of some more processed things, maybe you're grabbing oatmeal or whatever, but kind of look at what your food choices are currently like. Where do you usually shop at the grocery store? Is it on the perimeter of the grocery store or are you having more processed type foods? It's not like processed foods, again, is is terrible or we don't want to like label things as good or bad. It's just when we have more whole foods, it's also, it's just more nutrient dense, is more satiating, uh, and it's going to support just like your energy levels a lot more. It's going to help you regulate your blood sugar, help with digestion, and just create some like really balanced meals. So making sure you have protein and carbs and fats um, in all your meals. So it's just really important to help when it comes to also like hunger levels and your cravings when you switch to a whole foods diet. It is very, very filling. (laughs) Um, Lots of fruits, lots of vegetables, lots of just whole lean protein sources. Again, that's probably where like currently um, these are all things that I still incorporate just on my daily life. Uh, And I would say like 80% of my food choices now are all whole foods. And I really do live that like 80-20 lifestyle. When things, when I want to dial things in more, sure, I'll go to like 90-10. I'll go to like 95-5. Um, it just depends what my goals are. But that's something you can just look at. What are my what are my sources? And maybe I want to include some more whole foods into my diet. Um, and then the, or I have two more here for you today. So the other one is going to be reduce liquid calories. Sometimes I like this is a big one that I find um, who are tracking and they'll like forget to track their their liquid calories and thinking like those add up really quickly. So like juice, soda, coffee creamers, syrups, like alcohol, those calories add up and it's really, it's rarely filling, right? And it's not like a true meal. So If you are someone who has a lot of liquid calories, if you reduce that, that's going to also just reduce your overall caloric intake without even having to, you know, track your food sources necessarily. So that's something to also just consider too when you're thinking about changing some of just like some habits. Um, And then the last one today we're going to go into is just include strength training into your routine. Um, strength training is going to help you with a calorie burn, but it's also going to help you increase your muscle mass. So we are all about, you know, speeding up that metabolic rate here. How do we have a, how do we, um, elevate your resting metabolic rate? So we want to burn more calories, even when we are resting and this, like when you include resistance training, um, the afterburn. So when you're just doing cardio, you're like burning calories in the moment when you're doing strength training, you're like not burning as many calories in the moment, but it's what we have afterwards. So that extra calorie energy expenditure, like post-workout is what we're, what we're going after. So that is how you can also just help with fat loss without having to track macros is include more, like we want to build as much muscle as we metabolically can 
um, because we are losing muscle mass um, after 35. So, and muscle mass is going to help with our resting metabo- um, metabolic rate. So I hope that was beneficial today. So if you, again, are someone who like wants to start seeing results, but you're like, I don't know if I'm necessarily like wanting to track right off the bat. Again, I am a macro tracking coach and I really do think it is beneficial, but I don't think you have to do it maybe necessarily right out of the gate. Uh, You can just make some of these changes. So cooking more at home, you can have more thinking about your protein with every meal, increasing your overall steps, focus on whole foods and look at reducing your liquid calories. If you're someone who has a lot of liquid calories, uh, or, and include, and, or you don't have to do all of these right away. Um, but include some sort of resistance training into your routine. Awesome. So I hope you found this beneficial today. And if you have ever any questions on, you know, what are some tips that I can kind of get started? Know that I always do a 30 minute free consultation to anyone who like, I look over, you know, what they're currently doing, where their goals are, and then we provide them with like one or two action items. And so in the show notes, there is a link in there that you can go ahead and fill out the metabolic assessment. And then at the bottom, you'll schedule your metabolic assessment call as well. So I hope again, you found this um, podcast beneficial. If you did, feel free to share it with a friend or family member, and I'll go ahead and see you on next week's episode. Take care. Thanks so much for listening to today's episode. I hope you enjoyed it and found it valuable. If you feel inclined, please share this episode with someone you know that will benefit. Additionally, I would love to have you in my free Facebook group. If you are someone who is looking to reboot your metabolism, shed some unwanted body fat, build muscle, or have a healthier relationship with food, there is so much free value in there. You will greatly benefit from it. Head to the link in the show notes to get more information.